2: Dear loveless souls, you're tuned in once again to the four-time national award-winning POET radio. This is Voices Behind the Pens. My name is Matt Spusia, and I'm joined here tonight by some extraordinary guests. I've got Miss Nina in the building. I've got Toquasse in the building, and I've got Black Mist in the building. But before we start the show, you know that we've got to check in with the team and see how their week's been treating them, because we always got big news here in the POET organization. Ms. Takwasi, if you want to tell us a little bit about how your week's been, what projects you've got coming up, and uh, what you're doing with life.
3: Hi, this is T'quasse. Um, Well, my my weekend has been great. Um, I spent a lot of time with my daughter, who went to the Children's Museum, and I've also been writing some poems so that I can always have something new. Um, and yeah, that's about it.
2: Well, that's always a good time when you get to spend your time with family and doing what you need to do there. And I know when you keep your pen moving, you're going to create some dope stuff. Mr. Black Mist, kind of new to the team, I got to meet you, uh, I think, last week or that it was the week before that, that, uh, man, I was really impressed with your poem last week, man, I really enjoyed that. Um, So how's your week been?
4: Oh, it's been awesome, Uh, just started my new promotion and uh, for my new job and Got home and crashed out for a couple hours. Struggled to get home from that long 45-minute drive back from uh, where I am to, uh, to uh, where I was to North Phoenix. But uh, I'm here. I'm I'm rested up as much as I can be, and I'm ready to hear some good word tonight.
2: And that's what's up. And I'm looking forward to hearing some more good words from you now, Miss Purple. I yes. know you came in coming in here just a little bit in the rush, but I know that rush is because you're so busy slaying it. How was your week then?
5: You know what? Actually, I celebrated my 48th birthday last uh, Friday. Um, yay to that! Yay. Um, Wednesday. You know my my week wasn't really good. When, no, I take that back. My week was, it's, it, 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 the devil is a lie because it was, it was bad, but it turned out good because one of my clients, I, at my job, I take care of people that got terrible palsy, uh, you know, special needs. So one of my clients stole $325 out of my wallet, and I know who did it. So when I told my job about it, they acted nonchalant, like they won you know, they, they claim they trying to help me get my money back, but you know, neither here nor there. So I was kind of depressed about that. I came home, and my credit card company was calling me. So I'm like, okay, what do they want? I paid my bill. Now now, what do they want? They called me to not only offer me, because I got a, a like a, a – a, they upped my limit by $100 and opened me up another account with a $700 limit. So I lost – $325, but ended up gaining $1,100. Come on now. <laughs> so my go. week ended up, ended up wonderful. I am wonderful. I am. See? that, that is. I can't believe. Is,
2: you know, the creator gives us our challenges, and if we can persevere through them, uh, she often rewards us. So that's just another living example of how the creator works.
5: Yeah, you never lie. So, yeah, my week ended up wonderful. How was yours, that, Matt?
2: Um, my week has been crazy y'all. Um, so this is the beginning of the month long push towards Babylon's album release that comes out June 25th. Uh, that drops worldwide. We're already getting radio play in Ghana. We're setting up a huge FM radio tour. Um, I got like, jeez, I got, I think I want to see 12 more radio interviews between now and the time that, uh, That album releases. We're doing a huge show uh, in Kansas City. I'm bringing the best of Kansas City all into the building. We're doing it at the Uptown Arts Bar, June 25th, 7 and 9 Mm -hmm. p.m. Um, And during the day, we're doing a big signing put together by E&E. We're going to have just this huge blowout thing. Um, It's going to be incredible. Nice. Right, so um, I'm going to bring on our CEO and founder before we get to this speed round right quick. We're going to bring in the CEO and founder of the POET organization, Mr. Black Ice. Peace and blessings,
6: family. How y'all feeling tonight?
2: Man, we is pumped up. We got two international callers. We got a man who is happily married and has been displaying it. Proudly. Y'all have been slaying with these T-shirts. I just want you to know. I'm just sitting over here like, I'm going to have to hit this man up. I need to know where 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 he's getting these. I need to plan ahead. That's what I'm talking about,
6: man. You know, I'm loving life over here. This is the first time that I've called into um, Voices Behind the Pants as a married man. Purple, what you think about that?
5: i am so freaking happy for y'all man i watched your video i could not stop crying i'm telling you, i was just bawling and bawling and bawling i'm so happy for y'all god bless you man god bless you and i pray to god that god has touched over you guys lives and whatever you guys touch turns to go i love you guys man
6: well you know we expecting now for the devil to rear his ugly head because anything that god is joined together you know the forces of evil will come, uh, try to come between that. You know what I'm saying? So we we expecting you know uh, you know that kind of thing. But I love is strong enough to conquer all. And and I'm just loving life. I'm loving Jamaica. Had a beautiful time over there with my brother Matt Sia, who's now an international artist. You know, um, and if you saw some of the videos coming out of Jamaica, built more bridges, strengthening the chapter over there in Jamaica. You know our, um, our our third was the third no our fourth. I'm sorry, fourth country that we have conquered. We have Hobima, Alberta, Canada. We have the United Kingdom. We have Ghana, Africa, and now we have Jamaica on deck um, through our representative Richie Innocent, and we got my man Rise Woods calling in. If you guys did not see the Jamaica interview um, on that I had on IRE FM you got to go back and watch that interview. Everybody in the spoken word poetry community in Jamaica is talking about that interview. And, of course, I rep the poet organization, P-O-E-T. So, man, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some other things, man, but I just wanted to come on, and I'm going to stay on because, you know, i got some family calling in from Jamaica. And, man, I'm just looking forward to this show. I'm excited about this show. Still celebrating my honeymoon, but let's go voices behind the let's, pen. Let's do it. Let's kick it off. Let's
2: make it happen. Let it flow. All right, y'all. So here's what we're going to do. For those of you who don't know, for those of you who are new to the show, or for those of you who just like the way that I say this, what we're going to do now is called a host speed round. There's no titles. There's no introduction. It's just a continuous block of flow to start the show. Tonight, the order is going to go. Mr. Quaset. Then we're going to go to Black Mist. Then Nina Purple, Mr. Black Ice, and then myself, Matt Speedy. So without further ado, Mr. Kwasi, I'm going to hand this microphone over to you.
3: It was something about his energy, his appearance, his face. The way he smiled warmly, he got excited to speak to me. He looked just like the man of my dreams, acted just like the man from my fantasies. I wondered if he fancied me. I wonder if I'm the woman from his dreams. We laughed naturally and had effortless conversation. We gazed into each other's eyes, friendly but seemingly a flirt in disguise. When he walked away, I couldn't wait until he came back my way. I glanced at his hands, no ring, no band. That filled my heart with more glee. Maybe he admired me, hopefully. He walked back towards my way with a grin stretched upon his face, a beautiful lady by his side. Wow. Introducing me to family already, I sighed. I glanced at her hands, her ring, her wedding band. He introduced her as his woman, him as her man, blackness.
4: What will you be to me? Fantasy come reality, an actuality of sensuality, of such as we skip formalities to reach a point of absolution and finality. When will this be? How can we foresee this? Will we be able to see past the reminisce into a future bliss, tightly embraced into a soul's kiss? That night, I wonder as I wonder from my sleepless slumber and count down the days to when I can touch my lover. You know.
5: Thank God for my poetry, my therapy. Through these spoken words, I don't speak any broken words or adverbs, so if I said something foul you heard, then, God, please silence my words, because I know that each week when I speak, my words are unique, so before you critique me, know that Miss Hall has ran into many brick walls, and I pick myself up before I fall. And I put many miles on these shoes, and I paid my dues. And if I had to decide between something and poetry, I wouldn't want to choose because I refused to lose my gift because I didn't use it the right way. And I'm a true believer of if you don't, God would snatch it away. So I would like to thank the poets that came before me and the ones today, the Mama Brenda's, the last poets who all embraced me with their presence because time is of the essence. And if I missed you in my thank yous, then you know who you are. Thank you for making me a better child, from a better child to a better teenager, from a better teenager to a better person, from a better person to a better poet. Because if there's no you, then there's definitely no me. And I want to thank God for my poetry. That's that piece. Ice?
6: I came here so you could talk to me. As a matter of fact, close your eyes, let our souls connect, and just take a spiritual walk with me. Because we've got to ask ourselves some questions. These problems need solutions, so break out your pen and pad and take notes, because tonight on Voices Behind the Pen, straight from Jamaica, like ISIS offering nice lessons. Nina, tell me why is it that freedom ain't free? And why is it that although our eyes are wide open, there's some things that we still can't see. See, to a course, this war is spiritual. And since words of spirits I'm come in liberty. and since ignorance is the killer, that serial, this material is a blessing. Now, matter of fact, there's a miracle. Black why is it that most of our lives we just labor, sweat, and toil? And while brothers out there killing brothers over dope, Bush killed people over oil. And we got Netanyahu Yahoo in Israel who killed people over soil. Why is it that tobacco companies are just not now telling you that in that stick, it was cancer, emphysema, and asthma? Maybe because it was death that they were selling you. And wise words in Africa, I'm confused because the blood that they used and transphalias had AIDS in it. And I want to go to church and pray my sins away, but the same ones trying to get me in water, they need to bathe in it. And although as a young man, I broke a lot of rules, but I kept my two sons in the public because it's just too much sex education in Catholic school. That ain't that some shit how they can molest little boys and take away their innocence and it's not even viewed as a crime. Because the only punishment they got was a step down from the priesthood when you know your ass should be served in jail time. The double standard of this nation confounds me. Now, if that had him in me in Florida, in a white hoodie, as a white team, boy, it would have been like our governor, Blagojevich, locked up in the county. And that incident that happened on 9-11 was more than a coincidence. Remember, it was this nation that separated God from the state. Now, these politicians want to pray. They ain't nothing but just a bunch of hypocrites. Why well, is it that six months before 9-11, the U.S. planned a war in Afghanistan? And it was so ironic that the same day the planes hit, we were in Afghanistan bombing the Taliban, although no one had claimed responsibility for black ice, I sense a conspiracy. Well, let's check it out. American flight schools they trained at, American planes they used, and 19 men just so happened to get through airport security. Y'all smell that? I smell a rat. And out of the billions that were lost and out of the billions that were spent, we still ain't got our 40 acres in a new debt. And how can you justify killing an unarmed black man who told you more than 11 times that he couldn't breathe or a man with his hands up and no guns? And since we're paying these police officers with our tax dollars, seems like we're just paying some of these cops just to kill our sons. And who would have thought that going to church on a Wednesday night Bible class that the person sitting next to you could hurt you? But in South Carolina, this white supremacist killed nine black people. I guess it's safe to say that the devil goes to church, too. And I know what y'all saying. Black Ice, this is voices behind the pins. And what you're saying is a little too deep, and I truly understand. But when they start telling our black sisters in police stations, it's time for us to stand up and say something. Hashtag Sandra Bland. And my conclusion, let me tell y'all a story. See, one day truth and and swimming together. And when Lye saw truth in the water, naked Lye went and put on truth's clothing and said bye. And now y'all know what we got? Brothers and sisters, what we got is a naked truth. And he's trying to catch up with the well-dressed fly. I want to thank y'all for tuning in to Voices Behind the Pins tonight. And there's only one thing left for me to say. Brothers and sisters, it's not a shame to be
2: ignorant. It's just a goddamn shame to stay that way. The slope of any given line is equal to y equals mx plus b, a simple equation with much broader connotations than mathematics. See, if we apply this formula and plot it on the Cartesian plane, then you're given a trajectory from one point to another. Basic, right? Now, take that starting spot. Instead of one direction, imagine a fan, and inside of that is every possible line. You have a mental picture? Excellent. Hold on to it, because back open lies this textbook notice how formulas are comprised of variables now contradictory to the text we add personal context the starting plot point of the line is now a moment in time space occupied by you and them and every change in slope is a direction this moment could be steered towards this means i can see the lines of the scent decent conscript or convict and all other possibilities lie before me some lie before i get a chance to act others others will speak pure gospel and I'm left as the constant, the thing that lets us know where the line intersects. But instead of a vertical axis, it's reality. It's the choice made, whether it be correct or awkward, abysmal or crystal clear. Herein lies a root of paralysis from social analysis. It's being able to see and picture these possibilities, weighing the opportunity cost between the purity or the purity that could be held against me. But let's keep it focused on the initial analogy, shall we? Tragically, all of these trajectories, well, they can keep me unfocused. See, I'm bouncing from task to task. I'm running in circles, completely them completing and seldomly sleeping and too busy running over the outcomes and wondering what could have come out of the path. Not walk, season. even when the Sandman does get to bury me, it's just an instant action replay of the things that I say and the things that I don't. And I can feel so alone at times. And since I don't attempt to appeal to the lowest common denominator, I often feel like I'm trying to solve a pre of polynomial by dividing zero into it explains a lot of the irrational personal traits that I could exhibit. We spoke on our mental functions, and I couldn't quite explain it. So this, this was simply my attempt. And I know, I know that it might not make sense, but it'll bring me a small fraction of peace to know in all of this chaotic friction that at least one person understands my addiction for attempting to explain myself. Thank you for this momentary solace silence in the midst of seeing all of these trajectories. And that's that piece. Dear lovely souls, you're tuned into the full-time national award-winning P.O.E.T. radio. This is Voices Behind the Pins. You heard tonight from Mr. Kwasi Burtz. You heard from Black Miss Nina Purple, the CEO and founder of P.O.E.T. himself, Mr. Black Ice, and myself, Matt Spezia. Now, we get to go to my favorite part of the show. My absolute favorite part of the show. Is where we get to bring on you, the callers, and tonight we have a couple of very special guests. And tonight I want to start it out of the country. We are going to go to Jamaica for Mister Wise words We're going to bring him on live from Jamaica. How are you this evening, my good sir?
7: Yes, I give thanks and blessings and love. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. From one kingdom to the next.
2: Yes, I. Mm-hmm. Man, so we, uh, Black Ice and I just got back from Jamaica. Um, it was an incredible experience. We got to experience some poetry out there, and uh, Black Ice made a serious connection with you. So before we get into our little bit of an interview, which I'm going to let my man Black Ice pretty much take care of on that one, um, I'm gonna I, I just got to get a piece from you. We, we the viewers, we the people at home. We have got to get a piece from you real quick, and then I'll hand this microphone over to Black. Make, and he's hey, man, make, make
6: sure make sure he comes off speakerphone, because we're hearing a very bad echo coming from you, brother. So make sure that you're not on speakerphone so that we won't hear that echo. Okay.
7: Okay. okay. How am I sounding now?
2: That's a lot better. You're honey. sounding a 100% better.
7: Yeah. All right. All right. So you want me to um to, um to speak a few lines right now?
2: Yes, sir. The microphone is yours.
7: I am the voice of the people that transport the message like a vehicle. I am the subtle sound of grievance that creates a turbulent flow of emotions, twirl your thoughts with positive assurance. I am the energy that has no vital signs, no heads to bow, no pulse to beat, no thumbs to fiddle, no clippity clappity from the feet. I am the spirit of the living being. You can see me, hear me, feel me, Touch me, soft to the flesh. No important than you, but of a different mindset. Don't kill my dream or my intention. Forgive me if love and happiness I cease to mention. Don't address me by my skin tone. Because I'm out of many one people, so I know no race, class, color, creed. Black life matters. Life is all we need.
1: Yes, I am. Uh,
7: yes, family. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah,
7: yeah, man. I, I just got this shot. Did you, did you feel mean? That
1: vibe?
6: I, was, huh? I was not expecting that. I was not expecting
2: uh, that. I was so <laughs> my man, can we get can we get a shave? Where, where can we find you at? Where can we get some material of yours? Where can we find you at? Well, I I am I am young in the business right
7: now. I'm just starting doing some recordings, you know, and um, see if I can put my stuff out. I'm um, I'm getting a real great buzz right now from um our local radio station, Irfm. And, of course, um, Queen Elise Kelly, um, who has the spoken word Wednesday. Um, she just interviewed Black on um, last week, Wednesday. She's doing a tremendous job. And, um, you know, we're just going about um, just trying to elevate ourselves and do our thing, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, man, that and was, of course, that was powerful. Can, and man.
7: people can connect with me on um, Instagram uh, and uh, Facebook at um, Wise Words underscore, Wise underscore words, and it's um, spelled W-R-D-Z.
2: That, I'm definitely going to check that out, my good sir. As soon as I get off this show, um, I just got to know, man. What you know? What inspires you in your writing process? When you're when you're looking around in this world, where do you where do you see the change that your microphone can cause? Well, I tell you what.
7: Once you have conceptualized a thought, things can happen. You can you can take it from an imaginary field to the real reality, and words are as powerful as any destructive machinery. You know what I mean? So we just want to use our words to, um, to incite change, you know, to be the revolution of, um, you know, this madness that is causing a wave of destruction in the world today. You know what I mean? So, you know, in, in time to come, the word will travel like the sound of the wind. Right. And of course it will transcend beyond boundaries, capitalizing on all the effects that is out there right now. So that we can even earn from what we are doing. Right. We want to go into the ghettos, into the diaspora, the places where people are less fortunate, the places where people are being beaten down, trampled down by this Babylon system. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's what we want to do. Yeah, man.
6: And that, you know, the beautiful really, thing that I've heard, you know, from um, the poets that, have, that are over there is the revolutionary you know, fight and the protest in the words, you hear that from a lot of the poets that are over there. Tell me how the struggle of our people over there in Jamaica has influenced the poetry community there.
7: Well, i tell you something. And what is, and what is the struggle? Well, the daily struggle is from the people. The people are being used as a scapegoat right and of course we all know how the babylon system set it might be just a slightly um you know variation from your side of the woods you know what i mean but the struggle here is people not being able to afford things right we're at the poorer class the lower end of the ladder and we're being walked on we're being stepped over right we're being used as a as, as a milking machine so the people are rebelling and the people sometimes even find themselves subdued in that kind of position while you hear here right now, reggae music used to be the, the, the voice of the less fortunate. And that's what Bob Marley and, um, you know, them other guys who have um, set the threshold, you understand, know, for righteousness did back in years gone by. But right now, the thing has changed. And dancehall music, not knocking any John of music because it's our culture, right? Dancehall music seems mm. to be focusing on just, you know, the, 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 the modeling, the, the limelight the clothes, the vehicle, the jewelry, you know what I mean? That sort of stuff, you know? And I think that whatever you put out to the people, that's what they're going to gravitate to.
6: (laughs) And, you know, we over here in America, we have, you know, our own poetry community. What is the poetry community like over there in Jamaica? Is it growing? Um, Like, you know, the, the spoken word community over here stayed underground for a very long time. And even today, it's not mainstream, Um, not like blues or jazz or gospel or R&D music, you know. Um, Spoken word don't get that same um, national attention or mainstream
7: media attention. What is spoken word like over there in Jamaica? What is it like now? It's a similar situation, brother. It's a similar situation, no different. Because at one point, I thought that the spoken word um, um, industry had gone dead. And it was only a few people that you could hear or mention poetry about, and they recognized. Of course, you know, there's um, the Motor Baruka, Yasa Safari, um, you know, a few other persons. Um, there's Lincoln Quesai Johnson, who is based in England.
4: So the Rastacora. poetry,
7: Rastakura. Yeah, big yeah, up Rastakura. You know what I mean? Now we have some young ones on the rise right about now, like Richie Innocent, I mean, like myself here. Um, there's Steppa. Steppa's always been out there, you understand, a kind of radical kind of poet, you know what I mean? And several others. So right now, in the space presently, it's growing, and the fire is eating up, right? This week, um, this weekend, last, um, there was Calabash Festival, and it was poetry of all sorts. Sorry I could make it down there, but I mean, you know, I heard on the radio today, it was a buzz of excitement. Right. So people are gravitating to poetry right now. The kids are involved in poetry. The elders, I mean, the elders, I mean, I I feel so good for them because at one point I thought that, you know, I'm just getting old and I'm not going to be able to do anything with my craft. Right. But the poetry has been opening up doors right about now for the poetry to come about, to shine, you understand, to make their voices heard. Right. And um, I, I feel that it's growing and within next year, it's going to take a different turn. So we're looking forward to that. Okay, my brother. With that being said, let us go ahead and hear another piece from
6: you. Ladies and gentlemen, you tuned in to the four-time national award-winning POET radio. Here, um, voices behind the pins. Our special guest tonight, one of our special guests tonight, is Wise Words from Jamaica. And uh, make sure I'm right. You're
7: from Montego Bay, correct? No, I'm from, um, uh, I am a Montegoian by birth, but I live in uh, Kingston.
6: Kingston. Okay, got you, got you. Uh, My man, Wise Words from Kingston, he's here, international poet, on the line with us tonight, and we're going to go ahead and hear another masterpiece from this brother. Go ahead, my brother, share with us
1: your next piece.
7: Because the TN no longer binds us together and we can roam in any kind of weather, are we free yet? Remnants of our slave master still remains. When we struggle day to day and stress out the brain. When the sacrifices are made and nothing we gain. Are we free yet? If you can live in big houses and the common man can't afford a pair of trousers. If you can travel to Paris and London and the youth from the streets feels abandoned. Are we free yet? When the system pushes us over the edge, make we lose the edge, make people plead and beg and cast bloodshed. When blacks kill blacks back to back, machine them back, come and sense them luck. Are we free yet? Oh, so it's a man's word. But who's going to protect those innocent young girls who are being raped and strangled to death? Make mama sit down our doorstep and fret.
2: Tears she cry
7: as she watched her son gun down and die. The cars we drive is a symbolic way of how we strive. To accomplish a big job, and instead of helping a brother, we cast him aside for go shoot and rob. To be the CEO, yet them swindled the big door. Then listen to our me flow. Are we free yet? Are we free yet when the borders of Caribbean nationals are restricted from its own people? When the axe tax is chopping away at our salaries, causing our pride to fall flat, and pharmaceutical products fly from the shelves with our wings, making bleaching cream the new solution to erode our blackness?
0: But are we free yet,
7: when police aiming guns at Blacks and Black communities, killing future leaders, killing our dreams, leaving blood stains on our genes? But are we free yet, my brothers and sisters, when we fail to recognize who we are as a people? When we fail to see class and honor the past, like Walter Shizulo, Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, from prison to president Nelson Mandela. But I've got a dream, like Dr. Martin Luther King, self-reliance like Marcus Garvey. But they ma got tired to see me face like Robert Nesta Marley. Every man should have a
1: plan, like Obama. Yes, we can. Yes, I are. Man.
7: Yes, my family. Yeah, man. So we drop it, you know?
2: Like, man. Like, there's a thing that I have It's called audiophilia. It's where you, like, physically experience music. Like, every music has a reaction, but, like, it's an actual, like, physical reaction I have. And that, just, the way you use your voice there to make those highs and what was in the song just inherently, and then you put the energy to match that, it was, It was something really incredible, man. And um, I'm going to let Black Ice close us out, but we so appreciate you calling in and uh, doing this interview with us, man.
7: Give thanks for family. Give thanks, Aya. Blessed love.
2: Absolutely, my brother. Black Ice, is there anything you wanted to add before we move on to our next interview? Yeah, I just wanted to ask him,
6: um, what does the, you know, and, and the Jamaican poetry community got a chance to, um, hear a little bit of the representative of you know the American poetry scene. Um, I just want to know what the feedback was from the interview um, that I did with Elise Kelly over there in Jamaica. Because again, we want to connect our 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 countries. Uh, we want to connect our people, and I felt like that was a big step in 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 that connection. And tonight is a big step also as well.
7: Yeah, yeah, man. Greetings, Black Eyes, for real. I want to tell you, I, said, um, I posted um, the interview. I took it from, um, from your um, YouTube page and I posted it in a group um, that we are forming right about now. And it's called Life Circle Poets, right? And um, everyone is blown away. Let me tell you something, man. Everyone was blown away who listened to the length and breadth of that poetry. The elevator went sky high. Your energy. I think you're gifted beyond your own knowledge, brother. I tell you that. I think you are gifted beyond your own knowledge. Your energy alone went off like the Apollo rocket. You see me, I say. And people have been talking about it. I mean, I mean, I have been in dialogue with ones and ones with my 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 little circle. You understand? Because um, that's where we're trying to. But, you understand? people of the streets not necessarily stay within the boundaries of poetry you understand and our little circle but we want to take this dance hall you understand we want to collab with other regular artists of different genres and and that's only a way the, the, the thing going to spread because these messages are underground, the and they need to erupt like volcanic impression you what i'm saying so man i tell us you you did the justice Right now, I, I think my radar almost stopped working from your left ear. Believe me. Well, peace and blessings, man. Send my love, send my peace, send my
6: blessings to the brothers and sisters that you are um, organizing and getting together. And let them know that they have our support, um, people of extraordinary talent. Let them know that they have my support, Black Ice. And we will connect our families, and we will grow this thing. And our motto in the poet organization is changing the world, one heart, one mind, one One verse at a time. time. For real. And
7: I I leave I leave it with a short piece. Instead of wagging tongues, my lips were sealed. But my words spoke aloud. Instead of living in a dream, the reality is ours, it seemed. Instead of whispering lies, the truth drip from my pen and fascinate the eyes. Instead of telling tales of doubt, I gaze at the evening sky and watch birds fly.
2: Yeah, man, I can dig (laughs) it. But, man, we appreciate you so much coming on. Wise words from Jamaica, y'all. Um, originally from Montego Bay, currently residing up in Kingston, slaying the game. It's yes, amazing. sir. Y'all, you guys got to check him out. Uh, dear lovely souls, absolutely check out Wise Words. Uh, let us get that Instagram tag again, and then we got to move on, my man. But you have been an absolute delight. Yes, sir. Hear up bed. the
7: of them, worldwide, wherever corners they are. Hear up the co-hosts, understand. understanding of blessings and love, my brother. We link one day in the flesh. Greetings and love. Protection.
2: Peace, brother. Man, that was... Like, I get to interview some pretty cool people up on the show. It's one of my favorite things about the callers to call into this show. That was, I mean, that was entertaining. That's a new brand of poetry that I, you know, very briefly got to experience. But that's, that's really awesome. But dear lovely souls, you're tuned in to the four-time national award-winning POET radio. This is Voices Behind the Pens. My name is Matt Scudia. Tonight, I'm joined by Miss Nina Takwate Bird's Black Miss and the CEO and founder of the PVT organization, Mr. Black Ice. And now we're going to keep it moving right along to our next scheduled interview of the evening. That's right, y'all. We're bringing you two artist interviews tonight. And this man, y'all, this man, if you are not familiar with Damian Rucci, I'm serious. You need to – like, I encourage progressive stalking on this show. I want you guys to follow him, find out everything you can about him. Watch and read all of his work. This man, on a consistent basis, consistently just has me rolling. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, dear lovely lovelies, oh, oh, hold on one
6: moment, Matt. Hold on, hold on one moment before we bring that um, brother on. Let's go ahead and go to the line. because we know we got a lot of people that are you know holding on and that are waiting. We don't want to you know want them to hold on because the interviews are pretty long because we got a lot to talk about. So if we can just stall that brother for just a moment and bring on a caller or two and then bring that brother on, that would be phenomenal.
2: All right, Damien, I need you to hang out with me for just a little bit. My CEO just told me we're going to go to the lines. So first of all, I'm going to bring in Born to Write. Born to Write, you're live on the line. If you want to tell us where you're calling from this evening and how's your weekend treating you? Born to write, If you heard you are unmuted, that is you. Right, they might just be hanging out in the building with us. We might we'll come back to you. I promise you we'll come back to you, born to write. Uh let's go out to Illinois real quick. Illinois, you're live on the line. If you want to tell two are and where you're calling from. Illinois, if you heard
6: you are unmuted, that's you. And make sure your phones are not unmuted, those who are called in. Um and, again, when you hear you're unmuted, that's you. Uh,
2: Eleanor, we're going to put you back on the bench for just a little bit. We're absolutely going to come back to you, though. I know this man's going to be ready to go, and then we're going to go to Damian Ritchie after that. I'm going to go to Brother O, longtime caller, literally, the most consistent caller into this show, Mr. Brother O.
1: Hey, man, how you doing?
2: Man, we is doing well. We is doing well. We've already got the chat excited with you, both on my page for hosting the boards and in the facebook chat we got these boards lighting up for you my man i know you're putting out a uh cd i'm still very much so urging a book release to accompany that my man i got to get me a brother o book but i know you've been working hard on that my man what piece do you got for us tonight oh
1: uh, it's a poem that's not yet posted on my page it's kind of serious this is called when did it become normal for our young people that died due to senseless violence, this is hmm. dedicated to Doug Caesar's nephew, Brother Zach.
2: All righty, brother. The microphone is yours, my man. And uh, co host we will be commenting on this one.
1: My dear brothers and sisters, answer me this: When it when did it become normal for our kids? die due to sense of violence. Living up in a jacked up society where it is normal for young people to die due to sense of violence. If Black Lives really Matter were treated as valuable. but we would never sell violence as a normal occurrence. The proliferation and saturation of violence in our music, movies, video games, reality shows has desensitized some young men and women to the point where human life has no value to them. We need it wait the hell up and become outraged about this epidemic of census violence, which is destroying our community. This, this is cycle of census violence it repeated thousands of times there in our neighborhoods all across the country, and we got the Negro property to walk around here yeah, like this shit is a way of life. My dear brothers and sisters, tell I me mean this: where did it become normal for our young people to die due to this is you know what the real problem is? We got a lot of jacked-up kids as a result of jacked-up parents who spend all of their time partying and checking their social media pages instead of spending time with their kids. We got jacked-up parents who don't teach their kids right and wrong, who want to be their friends by scoring them by and they reward bad behavior instead of whooping their ass. Now, when I came up in the 80s and 90s, I remember brothers and sisters in conflict with their fists. Yeah, they beat the hell out of each other, Yeah, both participants in the fight didn't see another day. They didn't resort to using guns and knives because they were taught about the value of human life and using their fists with all the protection they needed to defend themselves. I've had my share of getting in the fight because I was tired of Negroes trying to intimidate me, push me around like I was weak. However, I would not resolve my issues by shooting and stabbing another brother because I understood that my actions would have consequences in life rather by choices in the day. Right? Don't make no damn sense. All this is about claiming the lives of young men and women over stupid arguments, disagreements, and social media people. Now, if you've got to resort to using a gun to resolve and sell excuse, you, you are a punk were scared to take an ass kick, are scared to talk to that brother and sister about who to, about what the real issues are between you two, and scared to stand up for yourself without having a weapon in your hands. My dear brothers and sisters, really mean this: When did it become normal for our young people to die due to senseless violence? We are doing to ourselves the middle passage that transatlantic slave trade couldn't do. What slavery couldn't do, what the KKK and white supremacists couldn't do, what the lynch mobs couldn't do, and what racism, segregation, and discrimination couldn't do. The census violence has broken our hearts, caused us great sadness and grief, created a mentality of apathy, caused us to accept this thing as a way of life, and has created culture the encoded south with, with snitches, get snitched. Thousands upon thousands of our young men and women that lost their precious lives through the census violence. Cut down my bullets and for someone else over bullshit. Dying prematurely on these hard streets in the cities across the country, tragically. They won't be the last ones. No more problems of graduation. No more birthdays or holidays. No more time with friends and families. No chance to reach their potential. And our future generations on a serious show, we don't wrap our arms around them and get involved in their lives now. At mm-hmm. 6 o'clock p.m. on May 5th, 2018, in my city, Chicago, Indiana, an 11 year old boy was a Shade A student, inspired an inspiring NBA player We used to hang at the barbershop where i get my hair cut, but since he's senselessly gunned down while playing basketball in the park with his friends. Now, we would never get the opportunity to witness him living out of his dreams of playing the NBA. His family won't ever see him walk across the stage and celebrate his academic achievements Or play on another basketball court. He won't ever celebrate another birthday, nor will he spend the holidays with his family. And his family is left with grieving his loss. Because a punk decided to use a gun to try to kill another young brother during the fight over B.S. Now that young man is facing murder charges as an adult. And words can't describe the outrage that I have in my heart right now while I'm reciting this poem. This makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. My dear brothers and sisters, answer me this question. When did it become normal for young people to die through the sense of violence? That's their piece.
2: Mr. Kwasi? Uh
3: Yes, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I love the way that you um, present your poems. Um, you speak a lot of truth, you speak a lot of words of wisdom. Um, your tone is like like that of a storyteller. You know when I listen to your poems it's something that you just have to shut out everything and really listen to what you're saying because what you're saying is very very important, especially to what's going on in this in this generation, just in the world in general, you know there's a lot of violence and the way that you speak, it just reminds me of uh, just like common conversations of old schoolers, and it just it just brings me back to you know being around my uncles and my mom and my aunts and them 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 talking about the same issues that that we're facing right now with the violence and the the causes of violence, the you know the the, the past, the, the history of um, you know the black history. The, the child-rearing, how people are raising their children, you know. Um, like you said, the, the senseless violence, it can be solved in different manners, but instead it's solved, you know, to end someone's life, and that's that's no solution at all. So, yes, I i really, um, you really had me thinking with this poem, and, and I really love it. It's very powerful and it's very strong. Blackness?
4: I was hooked on the work just right up to the point where you mentioned, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, uh, you know, parents want to be friends instead of parents. And you know, that resonates with me because nowadays you will have a lot of parents that are looking to become their kids' quote-unquote best friends. And then they're wondering why, you know,
5: you know they have
4: the reason they have the kids that they have in terms of their behavior. Uh, so that resonated with me a lot. Uh, I I appreciate the 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 passionate um, the passion that you have in that in that piece. It spoke volumes to me. Uh, and one other thing too, you had mentioned also that. Well, the thing that I that that I remember with this piece overall is that you know with, you know. Uh, you know, young kids killing kids here is a you know, temporary choice. If they make a temporary choice, it's going to have permanent consequences there in all situations. So uh, I, I appreciate, you know, the, the piece that you gave to us. And, you know, keep calling in, man. Awesome. Nina. Thanks, huh. thanks. Uh,
5: Hi, brother. Oh, how are you?
1: good, oh, yes, yes,
5: How you doing, sis? Wonderful. First of all, I want to uh, say thank you for the birthday shout-out. I appreciate it. I really do. And that piece, baby, that piece spoke volumes. That piece spoke power. That piece spoke to the whole community over all the hood everywhere in these United States. You... You, oh, my God, brother Oh, all I got to say is go ahead with your bad self because, you know, I man, it's not normal. And and, and it's like we're we're losing our generation now and our babies at a rapid rate. And it's just, it's crazy. It's like we just need to just hug these babies and just pull them as close to our chest as we can because they're they're, they're just like on the news and like they're talking about yesterday, come on, an 11-year-old was found dead. Eleven year old was found dead. Are you serious? Like they getting younger and younger and younger and younger and younger and younger, and younger man. I was just on YouTube today talking about a a a a lady let her boyfriend kill her four year old. You know, it's just it's it's, it's 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 crazy, man. My heart bleeds for all these people. But brother, oh you—they don't call you the professor of poetry for nothing, sweetheart. You earned that title, baby, and you carry that title well. God bless you, and you keep bringing them pieces, man. Keep, please, keep bringing them pieces, because we needed that. We needed that. We really did. Yeah, it's just—you
1: know—every time I hear about a kid, it just—it just—it just it just, it just, uh, just increases my outrage every
2: day. Yeah, Matt. So yeah, brother. Oh, another really conscious and timely piece. Um, again, I always enjoy your writing. I always enjoy reading you, and you know, when I get to experience your pieces, it's it's always something unique. Um, I'm interested to see how you do your CD, my man. Um, but again, I'm always going to encourage you to put out that book um, the moment you do, brother. You gotta you got at least one person buying it. Um hey, man, I
1: absolutely appreciate it.
2: Yeah, man, um, absolutely. Now,
1: what, what, what poems am I going to put on the CDs, brother? Because I got a lot of material to just find the right material that, uh, you know, that's worth the, uh, the decent $10 buy. Yeah, man, I
4: just... Um,
2: I'm excited to see what you do with it man I uh, hope you you put up a couple preview tracks We so can see what you're doing with the album It's uh, certainly going to be something interesting My man so um, I think it'll be worth A listen to at least Yes. So man I appreciate you calling in as always Like I said when you uh, came on You're one of our most Honestly loyal callers We, we constantly get to hear from you my man Every weekend uh, we appreciate you doing that okay man all right brother you have a great rest of your evening ladies and gentlemen dear lovely souls that was brother o calling in and holding it down and now i already gave the introduction to this just extraordinary up-and-coming poet um i found out about him a couple months ago i know he's been doing it for quite a long while uh longer than i've known about him doing it but man i've just this has become quickly one of my favorite poets and one of the most entertaining in my opinion and uh I won the National Award for Spoken Word Entertainer last year, so not saying somebody's entertaining, I really mean it, y'all. Dear lovely souls, Mr. Damian Rucci, he has been so patient. Let's welcome him, him into the building.
0: It's great to be here, man.
2: Hey, what's up, Damian? How are you this evening?
0: I'm living the dream, man. I'm at the Osage Arts Community in Central uh, Missouri, just doing the writing thing, man. Just spending some time out here. It's the- Big culture shock from being in from Jersey, but uh, it ain't bad, man. It ain't bad.
2: And you just released a book. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh,
0: actually, the book's in the works. I, I put out a chapbook uh, a couple months ago called "Poor Poems for Poor Souls," but that already sold out. So right now, I got uh my next book's coming out through Spartan Press out of Kansas City, and it's called "The Degenerate's Anthem." It's be my first full length uh full length book of all my own work, so. I'm really excited for it. It should be dropping by the end of the summer.
2: Hey, man, that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, Spartan Press is, uh, is one of those companies up in KC that does a lot for local poets. Um, some cool, it's really cool to see you're interacting with them. Uh, but before we move in, because I know you. I, I'm low-key, <laughs> high-key Stockhill Page. But my co-hosts do not know you. So, man, we've got to get a piece before uh, we move further with this interview, man. You
0: got it, man. This poem is called Working Class Anxiety.
2: The microphone's yours. Let's kill it.
0: Sundays are for picking what we can live without. They cut my hours at work again so something's getting shut off. If we eat one big meal in the afternoon, I can steal something at work and we'll be okay. The internet and cable are going. We'll have to borrow the neighbors. My feet are calloused and raw. I haven't had socks in months. These rubber soles are holy. My feet parrot the asphalt. I have working-class anxiety, living paycheck to paycheck. I want to be a good man, but I have to make sure we're taken care of. I watch the armored truck park in front of the store, and I dream of adventure of wrestling the guard to the ground, breaking away with more money than anyone in my neighborhood has ever seen. I'd buy us a good apartment in a good part of town, buy my mom a car so she can get to work, my little brother an education, take us out of this cycle that turns hard-working people into criminals and addicts and mass carts. The truck pulls away, with it my hopes. I think of all the working-class casualties, all those boys with good in their hearts, serving mandatory minimum sentences, all those families stuck on welfare. The American dream is only for those who can afford it. The rest of us sleep dreamless with empty pockets. We find our vices and use anything to get us to tomorrow. That tomorrow feels like today, but we all have an armored truck, some big fantasy that keeps us going.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, do we want to comment, family? Do we want to comment on
3: that,
2: y'all? Did I, did I lose my peoples?
3: Yeah, um, just no, is is. to say, um, it's, that that poem is very relatable. Um, it's it's a gloomy reality of um that that most of us can um, relate to. Um, I've been there with the paycheck to paycheck, and I I still am there. Um. yes, it seems like it's, it's dreamless and, and that we can only imagine. But when we um, really work hard for what we truly want, we can get there because, you know, just small jobs can lead to big things. And, yes, that, was, that poem was very relatable, and I, and I really appreciate that poem.
4: Thank you. This poem missed this poem was, it, it, it had, had a lot of reality in it, uh, you know, especially, you know, given the times, any, this is a timeless piece actually, you, you know, you know, not a, lot of, not a lot of people have the opportunity to, you know, have the advantages that we uh that, you know, some of the one percenters quote unquote have, you know, so we got to scratch and scrape and do whatever we need to do to get to that point and, Sometimes, as they mentioned to now today, nowadays, you know, the struggle is real, man. Yeah, Damn this right, is, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Yeah, this 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 poem was awesome, man. You know, I I, I love it. You know, excellent excellent work.
0: Thank you yeah. so much. I appreciate it.
4: You bet, man.
5: True story. Been there, done that. Got a t shirt about it. That's a
6: nice.
5: <laughs> That's a nice piece, man. Keep calling me and keep calling me and keep calling me. We want to hear more from you. God bless.
6: Thank you.
2: Yeah, man. Just your pieces constantly just blow me away. Just the realism that you put into them and the honesty that you put into them. Um, honestly, you con- you really remind me of a slam poet. But what you do, opposed to a lot of slam poets, and I think that's the key to being successful in slam poetry. Is you're not trying to be impactful you're just writing honestly and that happens to be so impactful I think a lot of slam poets and you know that might not necessarily be the genre you describe yourself as but I mean that's just how I've always viewed you and it's it you're not trying to be impactful you just are and I think that's, well, that's, something know, that's really thank you but yeah, like, I
0: the, uh, you know they they say that when you write something whether